We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fires downfield to Jamar Chase. He's got it. Wow. Takes it all the way. DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. Pass is caught. Touchdown. Come back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. This is a bonus edition of the Rotoviz Overtime podcast. Myself and Sean could not wait and we could not hold off we had to get one more draft in before the nfl draft so we are doing a best ball draft and the rookies and sophomore draft over at underdog.com we are looking forward to doing this sean and ben did one last week and after listening to their podcast i thought i have to jump into one of these with sean so looking forward to it it's uh, up on underdog.com and just for as we start and wait for the draft to fill letting the listeners know that if you sign up to underdog.com using the code rotoviz you can get yourself a 100 percent sign up bonus match up to 100 so if you put in 50 dollars, you get a bonus 50 dollars. if you put in 100 dollars, there will be 200 dollars in your account so check that out at underdog once again the code is rotoviz but sean we are drafting in this draft you did one as i mentioned with sean or with ben for stealing bananas uh, last week and you went with the approach kind of similar to what myself and you did when we drafted on our recent OT draft where we went for those rookie quarterbacks and that super flex draft. So are you kind of thinking along the same lines here where we will load up on those other positions hopefully and, and hold off on quarterback or, or what are you thinking here for today's draft? I am. And one of the things we're kind of hoping, we got the 101 and the 104 in those two drafts. Then if you and I were to get the 102 or 103, we'd be able to build a little bit of a different team and execute that same approach for a third time. Just, you know, give a little bit of variety, have three shots at it. And I also had a, a lot of fun this week talking about this format with Connor O'Driscoll. Listeners will know Connor as the FFPC Best Ball Tournament Champion from 2021. And you know, there's always some luck that goes into that. Obviously, we got second. There's luck that goes into that. Uh, but in terms of chatting with Connor, I mean, he's got a fantastic fantasy mind. He's got a fantastic best ball mind. So I've been having a lot of fun kind of working through tactics and strategy with him uh, really all year but definitely the last couple of weeks and he's put out some great content including an article on the quarterbacks anybody who hasn't been to the site to check that out you'll want to do that it'll really sort of round out your understanding of this group now within that context we do know that there are plenty of red flags and plenty of concerns it's been a lot more 
focus again this week on the fact that Kenny Pickett probably is, you know, a marginal starter at best. You know, he has the small hands, probably doesn't have, you know, a cannon. He's, he's not going to be a franchise changing quarterback. And because he emerged late and only in that final season, you know, there's plenty of risk that he won't be able to do it at all. When you're both a low ceiling and a, a low floor, you know, high bus bust risk type of player you know, that's always a concern there have been some reports about matt corral and how you know maybe some off the field stuff or just some leadership issues make him someone that you'd be a little bit more reluctant to turn the franchise over to you know when we think back to johnny manzel somewhat recently you think to all the problems that arizona is currently having with kyler murray even though he has played reasonably well when he's not hurt out there still a lot of work for kyler to do as a passer but when you combine the rushing ability with the passing and at times they've had a dynamic receiving core especially obviously when deandre hopkins is healthy now that team can move the ball that team can score some points and yet they're dealing with some issues so we know that all of that kind of thing comes into play you prefer to have it all in a prospect and you know sometimes when you think that you do it still can be difficult right we have marcus mariota who according to basically any report you can possibly turn up as, as one of the world's great human beings. I'm excited to see what he can do in Atlanta, but I'm also a little bit skeptical that he'll end up as the Atlanta QB. You know, just being a high character person also doesn't necessarily get the job done. But, you know, since we're not doing this live, since this will come out after we finish the draft column, I can say without any concern about it affecting the festivities themselves, that the three QBs that I would personally like to hit are Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, and Sam Howell. Obviously, Willis quite a bit more expensive than the other two. Yeah, and that's the one part we'll have to factor in here when we're doing the the little bit of strategy here and when we're taking these picks. So we are waiting on one more person. There's a four-person draft. The, the starting lineup that you kind of have to put in is one quarterback, one running back, two players from either wide receiver or tight end, and then there is one flex position remaining. We have filled up the draft, Sean. We are the 101 is where we have landed on the clock. The draft will start in one minute's time. So we do get the 101. Feels like this one has to be Jamar Chase, um, unless you're looking to you know go the route of uh, Harris or Javante Williams. But I think we have to go with our, our guy here in, in Jamar Chase. Well, he's the superstar, right? And he's the player who came through in week 17 and was such a big influence on all the different tournaments. Last year, he's the player that we really feel like will ascend to challenge Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson for the overall wide receiver one spot. Javante Williams, Najee Harris, I've seen those guys go at the 203, I should say at the two and the three overall spots in drafts. So in some regular formats, they've gone ahead of Jamar Chase, and they're a threat there. So, Colin, I'll kind of turn this back to you. I've had a chance to take Chase in this format. I would be willing to go Williams or Harris if that was your preference, but it sounds like you would prefer to get a share of Jamar Chase right here. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe if I was doing multiple drafts of these or more drafts, but I think Sean knew the answer very much. So when he was passing that question back as to, to who we would get, but it's going to be interesting. This is going to be rapid fire. There is four teams we won't be picking now, obviously for seven picks or so, but we'll be picking basically the 204 and then we'll have back-to-back -back picks. So looking forward to seeing how it plays out throughout the rest of the draft. But obviously the the pick sean at this point in an ideal scenario that will be coming back to us will be jalen waddle or Brees hall they probably i would say both will be gone falls on then to the range where we might see 
somebody like Elijah Moore then be a potential option the other one obviously that fits into that bracket as a sophomore in this draft is Kyle Pitts then you have at the wide receiver position players like Amon Ross and Brown and Devontae Smith but the other running backs in that top edge are kind of probably Travis Etienne that would slide into that and then Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence tend to be the the two quarterbacks that go off the board first in this format but we have Najee Harris we have Javante Williams off the board so things go in kind of according to ADP so far so we'll see what happens here at this pick but Sean I mentioned there the ideal selections I would think they will be gone but it is possible I think Elijah Moore or Travis Etienne will be there as potential options are, are they kind of players that you're looking into here Devonte Smith is another player that'll probably be just after that yeah I I like etn in these formats there is risk that's not necessarily an injury that you get 100 recovery form especially 100 right away but his upside i think is too significant within the context of this format if hall doesn't come back around and we wouldn't expect him to then i think you have to look at the possibility of etn here but we do have a couple of other interesting running backs in kenneth walker and michael carter later how do those players compare and contrast for you when we're trying to put together this lineup that again only requires one running back but uh, you know that one running back is going to need to score some serious points it's not a deep starting lineup since obviously we're just doing yeah i think both of those will be interesting i think the other one that i put in there is elijah mitchell for the the 49ers but we're back on the clock and as things have played out it is etn elijah moore Devontae smith and amon ross st brown that fit in there i think we obviously have to take two of these picks i'd probably lean to go etn here even though he's coming back from the injury and then we have the three options at wide receiver um i really liked what i seen from elijah moore last year um there is obviously concerns around zach wilson at quarterback but we do have the concerns around jalen hurts as well for Devonte smith i think these guys for me i think uh if i was to multiple drafts i would share it around but i think in this format i'd be going for elijah moore unless you have a strong preference otherwise no, I think that Moore is the emerging star at this point. They're going to be a lot more pass-heavy in a likelihood than the Eagles are going to be. The other options that we had there were Kyle Pitts and Justin Fields. Now, Pitts, not as strong of a score in the half PPR format. Obviously, when you're talking about tight end premium and needing a tight end, then I think he's one of the best picks that you can make in 2022. We passed him for that reason. Justin Fields is an interesting pick there. Even with the approach that we're going to take, he's so much less expensive than the top two guys, and that allows you to get a little bit of a foundation with which to play the rest of the strategy. That's what you and I did when we did the Superflex draft, an underdog a, a week, week and a half ago or so. And that I think worked out nicely. We took Lamar Jackson, then we took the three rookies late. This is a little bit different dynamic. And so it'll be fun to kind of wait and see who comes back around, how late Malik Willis goes. One of the things that's been interesting is all you, though you can count on most of these players in a similar spot in each draft, I have seen Willis go very early and I've seen him go surprisingly late. Yeah. And I, I think um, you mentioned there, Kyle Pitts I think your your spot about tight end premium versus you know this half point PPR format uh is, is spot on I also think that Justin Fields shouldn't be going that far behind Trey Lance or Trevor Lawrence I know we think that Trey Lance has to start this year but you know he didn't start year one Trevor Lawrence did start year one but didn't work out although we we were hoping for big things from as a rookie 
I think that the gap between those guys isn't that big, and I, I would definitely be taking the one that costs the the least out of it. So I think he is somebody that will be worth picking up in, in this kind of a format. Uh, the wide receivers, then, or sorry, you did ask me about the running backs, and I do think that for me and most formats this year that etn is going to be the one that I, I pick over michael carter and elijah mitchell i mentioned elijah mitchell for the 49ers i just think that 49ers are likely to be in more high scoring games and have more opportunities to score that's why i would take him over carter and vice versa i think they'll be playing from behind so i would be picking up uh, elijah Moore in those situations on the clock now sean we have london we have burks and then we have mitchell carter and walker i'll let you take the pick and then we can discuss it a bit more um, after we finish up Let's take the more aggressive approach here and go with Walker and then leave us the other two running backs. Colin, I wouldn't mind taking our final running back right here because I like the value with both Mitchell and Carter and then trying to hit some of these sophomore wide receivers later as opposed to maybe these trendy rookies. Yeah, I think the same. And I think you have the you want Carter here. I feel like I would go Mitchell, but I'll let, I'll let you go. So we do we do take Mitchell just out of interest. Um, we did take Elijah Moore earlier in the draft, and I, I do think that the Jets are probably going to be bad again this year. And I think they'll be playing from behind. I think that leads more to those receivers. But I guess the they you know Carter could get the work uh, as a pass catching back as well. But what's your thoughts on uh, the likes of you know Carter versus Elijah Mitchell this year? I just think that the 49ers, if we did have a settled running back there and we knew that they were going to get the work, I think that's one of the the best running back spots and fantasy football well we know that they turn over who the fantasy running back is every single season we also know every single week sometimes right every (laughs) single week we know that the later round selections at running back tend to have much more trouble holding on to their spots but the flip side of that is elijah mitchell is a good athlete he's a good fit for the team he was a young player last year he could actually be one of these guys who becomes the foundation for san francisco and especially if Debo is successful in pushing his way out of San Francisco. I had really discounted that for the first couple of days of reports, but I guess as this situation appears to be growing, that maybe there's a chance that he ends up somewhere else. And if that's the case, then I think that offense would still be very good. And yeah, at the same time, it'd be very good. And you would want to have Elijah Mitchell within that context. And so I like the situation there. I also like Michael Carter, but I think that especially a couple of days here before the draft, there is a chance that the Jets add a pretty solid running back down on top of him. At that point, it would be clear that you wanted to have Mitchell. So I like the direction there. Colin, looking now, Malik Willis went one spot ahead of our last pick. So that is disappointing. The top wide receivers here are Kadarius Tony, who's having his own issues, and then Rashad Bateman and Rondell Moore. What direction are you looking to go here? Yeah, I think I would go Rondell Moore with the the first one of these picks. I was really hoping there, Sean, I'm sure like you were, that we would get the chance to get Malik Willis there. He went one pick before, which was very, very disappointing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Then you mentioned Tony and the his issues. I think no matter where he lands, he's still like if a team does trade for him, I think he's still going to be a key piece of that offense. Are you put off him completely by those concerns? Um, or are you willing to take a shot on him here? No, I think we're probably getting a, a decent discount and perhaps Bateman would come back around, although I doubt that that's the case. Ben and I took both Tony and Bateman in our draft. I like both of those guys. I think that Bateman probably is somebody that should be drafted quite heavily. You know, every year we're looking for these second year wide receivers that both have a fantastic profile and aren't so expensive that any upside is already priced out. We know that for a lot of guys, that's increasingly the case as the fantasy community has figured out over time and especially over the last two or three years that you know these are guys you have to be on if you want to have constructions that are going to be league winning and then tournament winning teams for you start getting more expensive bateman for a variety of reasons is actually a little bit cheaper as is rondell moore and so we're able to get those guys we want to load up on those players you know you, you have to manage the exposures a tiny little bit but the price to the upside is so significant with those players that they're going to be guys we have a lot of in all formats so now, Colin, we come back around and we have three wide receivers. We have four wide receivers, three running backs, and the QB position is the one that we are yet to address. Davis Mill still available, and then all of the rest of the rookies. What are your thoughts here in terms of balancing Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, and then filling out the rest of our spots? We have four picks left, so we'll probably take three quarterbacks and then one other position player. Yeah, I, I, Sky Moore is an option here I think could be interesting for us, Sean, if that was somewhere you're willing to go and get a, a fifth wide receiver unless you want to go for another running back. But I would probably be willing to pick him over the likes of Isaiah Spiller, who would be probably the top running back option here at the moment. Um, the other ones that we have in the, the queue, you mentioned the quarterbacks. I think it would be safe to take one of those guys and um, I think Ritter would be somebody who's a, a good option there. So we have 18 seconds left on the clock. Which way do you want to, to swing this one? 
Sky Moore was selected right before we picked. So we ran out of that as an option. I had mentioned the three quarterbacks I really wanted. We go ahead and take two of them here and look for one of the others to fall back. And that was Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell. Again, these guys aren't guaranteed, but Sam Howell is the best quarterback in this class. I think that there's an excellent chance that they go through the early part of the process and that he has sort of a Russell Wilson rise where he wasn't necessarily expected to be the guy. And then after they see him in practice, they're like, I mean, this is the far and away the best quarterback we have on the roster. We want to win games. Now we want to develop our young guys. There's just no justification for not having him out there in the starting lineup. So we make that pick. You know, we don't have so many teams that if we're wrong on this, that it's going to kill us. Obviously there's a decent chance that it's not the case since the NFL seems to not like the other four guys and yet Howell is somehow behind them and so you have to take that into consideration the NFL decision makers have you know worked through a lot of information many of these guys have done it for a long time we have to take that as at least a data point but it's it's worth the risk in terms of how those quarterbacks would shift through the team so now it looks like almost for sure either Pickett or Corral will come back to us we'll have one other pick I had mentioned Kenny Gainwell as a player that I like. He goes off the board right there. Joshua Palmer, Trey Sermon, David Bell, an interesting wide receiver here. Someone who just has a fantastic prospect profile and uh, yeah, has that sneaky Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry type of upside. Colin, before we make that pick, who do you like between Pickett and, and Corral? Here? Corral, I think, is the one that we'll go for. You you didn't set the show off with uh, positive notes about uh, about Pickett, so we'll skip over that because it's that third quarterback. Um, you did mention David Bell there. I think um, with the build we have, we have three running backs. We have four wide receivers. I think I would be leaning in here on, on Bell, I think, is the, the way to go. All right, so we take Bell to get our 11th round pick. We're going to have one more column. I spoke prematurely. We, had, we do have one more round here. And so we could still take Pickett if he comes back. That would give us the four QBs, a little bit more depth. The players we're giving up, and this is one of the things that we've talked about in the past, the players that we're giving up at the other positions are not particularly significant. But Joshua Palmer, interesting. They're in... Los Angeles with the Chargers with Justin Herbert. You have Trey Sermon as the potential bounce back player and would potentially fit with the fact that we have Elijah Mitchell give us a little bit of a, a handcuff. I mean, rookies and sophomores draft is not where you're looking to take handcuffs, but that would be a possibility. Pierre Strong, I think, is the other rookie running back that I have as a potential league winner. And so that one would appeal to me there as well jalen tolbert the other wide receiver and he goes one spot before we have the final pick kenny pickett did go off the board three spots ahead of us here we have three running backs in the queue and 15 seconds left to make our final pick which direction would you like to go yeah i think it needs to be running back based on the build i'm leaning against taking sermon um based i just don't want to have a handcuff just for the upside so we'll go algier i think is the way or, or strong whichever you go <laughs> if we run out of time here it's your fault <laughs> we, we got it done we got it done in the nick of time for the listeners uh just for behind the scenes uh sean did uh go and uh, attach his uh preferred mouse of choice for drafting before we started here to make sure that we got the picks done and sean it really paid off there with that last pick is i don't think uh any other sort of way would have got that pick 
slotted in. So, so we do get the team drafted, Sean, and uh, I, I think it. You know, the exciting thing about these drafts is it's it's just so rapid fire to go through those with the obviously the rookies. Some of the things that we didn't really get a chance to fully dive into was I did mention uh, the part of Kadarius Tony. You were kind of touching on Debo Samuel when we drafted. Um, you know, for the 49ers running back and, and looking into Elijah Mitchell and the situation there. How, what's your thoughts on the, the Kadarius Tony situation for him? I feel like maybe he could have a better landing spot than the actual uh, the Giants where he is at the moment. But it's always a concern when a player who missed a number of games last season for different reasons and then is uh, you know one season into the NFL that, that could get moved on here. Yeah, you mentioned that, and I had a message this morning from Monty Fawn, who I run a Rotoviz Triflex Dynasty League team in the FFPC with, and he was asking, you know, should we send out some trade offers for Kadarius Tony for similar reasons? Because that profile there is so strong. I mentioned in the write-up of the previous rookies and sophomores draft that only five wide receivers in the NFL last year had been more heavily targeted on a per route basis now when you only run 191 routes which is what we have in our advanced stat tool and stealing signals tool through sports info solutions when you only run 191 routes it's a lot easier to maintain that level than if you have a full route percentage like the stars the more routes you have the harder it is to maintain that percentage but at the same time what we're seeing there is that when he was on the field he was very very heavily targeted we know that he can get open underneath. We know that he has this electric ability with the ball in his hands, right? And so he's going to be a useful piece for a team. The question is, can he be a useful centerpiece or is it more that he's going to be a Michael Hardman type of guy? If a team can't trust you, then you're not going to be the focal point. And so I think that he's very quickly moving in the direction already in his young career where he's going to be a manufactured touch guy who augments an offense but isn't the piece that makes it run. And so that is going to lower your fantasy ceiling quite a bit. We always want to buy talent, but talent without the character to go with it. And here we're talking football character. I mean, we don't you know, no things behind the scenes, but you need those guys who are going to go out there, who are going to learn the playbook, who are going to stay after practice and work for hours with the quarterback to get that rapport down. If you have someone who's going to more thrive on their natural ability, then if that natural ability is good enough, then it's still someone who, again, is going to be a useful, you know, third or fourth wide receiver in reality, certainly a useful fourth or fifth wide receiver in fantasy. But I do think that there are some concerns here. And so we take some risk with the adjusted price uh, I probably would have gone with Bateman if it had been just me there, but I've gotten to draft a couple of these teams. I wanted to make sure that we got some of your players. I do think that they're very even from that perspective, and you can still see a lot more ceiling for Tony in different scenarios that play out at this point than perhaps you can with Bateman. And yet with Bateman, I'm still dreaming of the scenario where they look at what they did last year and say, okay, we weren't as efficient as we needed to be. We had some sacks. We had some turnovers. Those turnovers killed us. But look at the way that we moved the ball. I mean, we could be one of the greatest offenses in NFL history with Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews as one of the greatest tight ends ever. And he could really push in that direction with two or three more seasons like he had, you know, especially down the stretch 
last year. Then you throw Bateman, their first round pick from last season. And I think someone who's still sort of under appreciated as a prospect and as a rookie, if he emerges as the go-to wide receiver within that offense, then you're looking at a juggernaut. And obviously this team has scored a ton of points over the past several seasons, really ever since Jackson has been there with weaknesses to what they were doing. You add in Bateman as a star in his second season, uh, you know, this offense already discussed justifiably within the context of teams like the Bills and the Chiefs, but they could be the best one if they opt to go that direction. I hope they do. It would be great for football. It would be great for fantasy. It certainly would be good for Rashad Bateman. So I like his situation as well. But again, we we, we like these young guys. We like Rondell Moore didn't even talk about him and his situation perhaps even superior. So definitely like the direction that these players should go. Now you mentioned, and one of the things here that you like is that an offense with Daniel Jones as the QB is maybe not what you're looking for. Are you dreaming that the Green Bay Packers are going to go pick him up and put him with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I think you've, you've picked up kind of some of the vibes. I, I'm fascinated by what's going to happen. This offseason has been incredible for the, the trades. Every time you think it's going to quieten down, it's got busier. Ever, ever, it's like a year. It's basically a year now since the reports of Aaron Rodgers' situation with the Packers came out just before the draft and that he might get traded before the draft. And ever since that, it's never really calmed down around the NFL. Now we're talking with Debo Samuel. We're talking with Kadarius Tony obviously Debo Samuel is going to cost a huge amount for whatever team tries to acquire him but we've talked about how the draft plays out how do the Chiefs replace Tyreek Hill obviously it'd be a different way if they went the likes of Tony but how do the Packers replace Devontae Adams he may be a bit part piece but if you can get him for a reasonable cost and then draft one of these first round wide receivers maybe the offense as a whole can become improved so I, I think it's quite interesting to see how this plays out over the the next five or six days i also think that there's a possibility that when we're talking in two weeks time that he's on the giants and nothing has happened and no other team wanted a chance on him so we'll see we'll see what happens you mentioned rondell more though um i, I thought when i said about sky more and he did go off the board then just before our pick we could have ended up with the more trifecta with elijah more sky more and rondell more um so i wonder we might even be able to get four mores if we have a, a full draft this year sean we can get dj more in there as well we love getting as many of you can never have too many mores in your on your roster but was there any other players just before we finish up you mentioned that you may not have gone tony i was actually while we were drafting i had pulled up up on the website where you talk about the draft that you did with ben and looking at the adp of how that played out tony went in the fifth round and that one went slightly later in this and in that draft, you did get Bateman in the seventh round. So there was a two-round difference there. And in this one, Tony had fallen, obviously, because of the recent reports, which kind of nudged me in, in that decision there. Is there any other players, though, that we did draft that you may have gone a, a different way? I know I know some of the picks, we only had a, a couple of seconds to hit on them. And the final question I'll throw at you is, we got three rookie quarterbacks. They weren't probably, like, Willis was the preferred option that didn't get back to us, but... Are you happy with how that strategy played out again in this one? I'm happy that we got those guys. We weren't able to get them at as strong of values, perhaps, as we would have liked. And that part of it was disappointing. But once we got to a point where, and I said we didn't get them as, as strong values, it's mostly a matter of looking at the other players who were there and factoring in how you're going to adjust relative to the flatness you're seeing in other, other positions. And so 
in this draft, we end up with both Pierre Strong and David Bell, you know, much lower end types of guys in order to do the rookie QB approach and have it work out and accomplish your objectives. You're really looking to get those three guys and not have these picks who, you know, we could be talking about them a week from now as falling into round six, round seven of the reality draft. Now, especially for David Bell, who just was such a fantastic receiver in his time in college. That would be very sad if that happens to him. I expect him to still go between picks 75 and 100. And, you know, there's reason to have a little bit of optimism. He might go ahead of that. I also think that Strong could end up being the real surprise of the draft in terms of how early he comes off the board. But that, again, is a lot more guesswork. He is our final pick in this draft, but I would have preferred to have one more very solid player at running back or wide receiver in order to make this build work the way we wanted. But I still do very much like it, right? Because when you're able to put Jamar Chase, Elijah Moore, Rondell Moore, and Kadarius Tony together, you've got the wide receiver firepower that you need to manage a position there where you need two of the players. And then Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker, Elijah Mitchell, they should handle the running back position and then also, I think, give us a weekly chance at a flex player in this half PPR format. If we get a flex pretty consistently out of the running back spot, then this team should be very, very strong. Obviously, we'll need Jamar Chase to go out and put up some fireworks. But then the other thing here with that is that our Jamar Chase team, I think, is going to be significantly diversified from most of the other Jamar Chase teams. So from that perspective, I'd like to think that if he has a monster season and especially a big week 17, not a lot of other teams will be looking at it with Desmond or Sam Howell and Matt Corral. If two of those guys happen to be starting at that time and we are able to make it through, then you have to like our chances picking the best score at quarterback between the two of them if Howell and Ritter are out there also moving around some i mean with how i have big expectations in terms of what he could do as a runner at the nfl level we'll see whether he's the 2020 version which people tended to like or the 2021 version that they didn't like but ran for a ton of yards <laughs> it would be a real fantasy weapon kind of how that manifests at the nfl level if in fact he can work himself into a starting job but again we know this team is fairly risky but i like the players that we were able to get as a result, running back and wide receiver column are pretty exciting. And Colin, this week as a special benefit to listeners, subscribers, people who are interested in the rookie content for the most entertaining OT review that comes in this week on whatever podcast app you use. The most entertaining review for us will get a free copy of the Road of His Rookie Guide. We'll have our Road of His Rookie Guide Summit, Ranking Summit, this weekend after the draft, we'll put out new rankings, new mock drafts. Everybody who is looking to use that for their 2022 rookie drafts to start immediately following the reality draft, they'll have that available to them. We'll give a free copy of that out. If you are one of our listeners who has already purchased, and so many of you have, we really appreciate that. Then I'll add two months onto your Rotoviz subscription. So a couple different ways that you can benefit from that, but Drop us a rating and review. We always appreciate those. You can go in there, as Colin always mentions, and you know, do something like add an exclamation point and refresh the review if you don't want to write a new one. So we appreciate those. Those are big for us in terms of uh, how we function within the algorithm, and we want to make sure we are also giving back as well. So a free copy of the Rotoviz Rookie Guide for one lucky listener this week. We appreciate you guys so much. So there's no excuses. That's a, a great offer from Sean there to slide in at the end of the show. 
it's going to be exciting and i think it's going to be with these sort of drafts i think it makes it exciting and like the drafts we did earlier this off season to see where these guys land come this week and we will have lots of draft content on rotoviz radio there's going to be a load of draft content up on the website sean's been doing some great profile pieces up on rotoviz.com so head on over and check those out if you haven't already signed up for rotoviz nfl pass you can do so and save yourself a 10 percent discount with the code RV Radio 2022 at checkout. That gives you access to all of the content and tools up on the website. And it also saves you 10% with that code RV Radio 2022. We will have Rotoviz Overtime coming your way this week. We will have shows earlier than normal. We are going to have Travis May on. He's going to be on, and we're going to drop that episode on Monday. We're going to have another show on Tuesday. And then we're likely to be back on Saturday with the third show of the week. And we have lots of different draft stuff coming up so stay tuned to the podcast you'll be able to hear some of the stuff we've got going on which is quite exciting sean and ben from stealing bananas have some live draft stuff that should be fascinating this week so looking forward to sharing that with you over the coming days but that is going to do it for this day, the today's show i did mention at the start of the show if you are signed up for underdog.com you can use the code rotoviz and that will get you a sign up bonus where they will match your deposit up to 100 dollars so head on over use the code rotoviz and get playing as you can hear by me and sean drafting today it's a lot of fun over at underdog.com and until we're back with another episode of the podcast have a good one thank you for listening to overtime and rotoviz radio please rate and review the rotoviz radio podcast on itunes or your favorite podcast app you can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com follow us on twitter at rotoviz radio and remember you can always support the pod by subscribing to rotoviz with a discount through the rotoviz radio homepage rotoviz.com forward slash podcast <laughs>